This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services located on Kern Street in Exeter, Pennsylvania. Springtime is here and that means it is time to start thinking about getting your yard looking its best. Do you really want to be in your yard all weekend digging things up and planting something new? Wouldn't you rather spend time with your family by the pool or doing fun things with the kids this summer? Instead of cutting the grass, let the professionals at Keller's handle the hard stuff. They are family-owned and operated and looking forward to assisting you. Visit them on their social media page for more information. Keller's Garden Center and Landscaping Services. Get your free estimate today. Welcome to the PopGo Project Podcast, a platform for the discussion and discovery of arts and entertainment. We focus on highlighting people and events that add value to the world around us. Visit us on all social media platforms by searching The PopGo Project or visit our website at thepopgoproject.com. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. Live. Welcome to the show, Cold Kingdom from Minneapolis. Hey. How you guys doing? <laughs> how you doing? We're doing awesome. Awesome. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah. Thanks for having us, dude. Our pleasure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. So I, I was not familiar with you guys prior to setting this all up. Um, so obviously, the the good host that I am, host. Uh, how are you guys not bigger? How are you guys not signed to a label? Already? Honestly, that's one of the biggest <laughs> questions we get asked, and we're like, we're trying, guys. We're, we're really, we're, we're really trying. We're yeah. working the hustle. I don't know. <laughs> it just goes to show, like, the music industry is extremely difficult. And uh, I started this band eight years ago, and it's it's just a thing that like. There's a lot of people out there that like your music. It's just getting it to those people to begin with, you know, like the right people. every every band would have a million plus fans if they could have it in the hands of those uh, listeners across the globe instantly. And just like the problem is they don't know. They don't know about you until right. you finally find a way to reach them. So that's the yeah. biggest you really have to play the algorithm game and the digital marketing and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, it's it's a constant, uh, ever-changing battle. Uh, the algorithm is, like, at one point it was Snapchat, you know? Like, that's not even a thing anymore that, like, has anything to do with what we're doing. It's all about this the TikTok. Like ever, now it's TikTok. Yeah, you gotta get those TikToks. At one point it was like just YouTube ads and you got to get, you know, Facebook location ads. And it's always sort of like changing to like, well, but we just want to get it into people's ear holes and get them listening to it. So it's, it's just uh, finding the right way to do it and finding the ways that people consume music so that we can be like, oh, that's how you consume music. Let's, you know, get it in front of you somehow. Right. Well, we'll get more into that, but I, I want to uh, ask you who I have the pleasure of speaking with and your roles in the band. I'm Elisa. I'm Elisa. <laughs> I, I scream into microphones. <laughs> and very well, by the way. No. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm Evan. I'm the guitar player. Cool. Well, yes. Thank you guys again for joining me. 
Yeah, we're hitched. We're, what oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> well, congratulations. Is is this like a recent? Is this a recent marriage? Uh, Almost a year in year. August. Yeah, one, uh, one year in August. All right, one year in August. So you're you're, you know, if you make it your first year, you'll be all right. <laughs> so how, <laughs> I feel like I'm looking into like a mirror. I just I just interviewed a band. Uh, well, not just. I shouldn't say that. It was last year at some point. Uh, there's a band called Eternal Frequency. They're from uh, my area, and my area is like northeastern Pennsylvania. They might be like further south than northeastern PA, but um, female fronted band. Um, they are not married, but they are together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, it's it's uh, this is weird. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like uh, people people always bring up like Fleetwood Mac. I'm like, well, Lizzie Hale and Joe uh, in Hailstorm have been together. For years, four, fourteen, years. yeah, fourteen years, and people always go back to like, oh yeah, but Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> you know, like way back in the day, in terms of like a uh, uh, band couples, like it's like okay, people, people do it though, like, and it makes it so much easier just to like commit to something and put everything into it when you and your significant other are both like working toward the same goal, you know. Yeah, so let's talk about that. First of all, I said looking into a mirror. That makes absolutely no sense. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out on it. <laughs> that, makes, that makes zero sense. <laughs> There's two of you, one of me. Uh, <laughs> but like deja vu, I guess you could say. Like, uh, But um, yeah, so I mean, I could understand how being in a band um, uh, together would be beneficial because you have the same schedule. Yeah. Uh, the, the tough part is when you are... Uh, a band member who has you know someone else at home that other someone else can be taking care of things and uh you know financially (laughs) financially you know you still got some money coming in from them working so like when we go on tour we're both gone from our house like our dog has both of their parents gone um our bass player and our drummer they both have wives that aren't in the band so they get to stay home and take care of the household and the pets and everything <laughs> while they're gone <laughs> That'd be so it's a, yeah it's a little bit more of a strategic sort of planning thing for yeah. us we gotta you know we have we only have one dog right now and that's kind of like uh the one thing that we have to worry about in terms of finding someone to take care of or you know getting boarding or something like that and then we just went to daytona for an entire week I didn't have enough PTO at my own job to pay for that. I got I got like fifteen hours PTO for that entire week. So it's oh, just man. like it's it's sacrifices really. It, it really is. I used to have it. Whether whether you're with the per, like whether you're together with someone in your band or apart, like there's sacrifices like on on everybody's part for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's got to be a lot too. And on the flip side, you know, being in a band together, that's like, it's a lot of time spent together. I, I, I don't think that, and my wife will agree. I don't think that I could ever be, you know, work with my wife because it's good for us to have that little bit of a separation. Now it sounds like you guys have like full-time day jobs. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, you have your time part there, but I mean, being in a band is, is a relationship as you know, many of uh, many bands know that. Uh, so you're at it. You're like, you're having uh, your own personal relationship and then you're adding the band aspect that's got it. Is that uh, ever an issue as far as who's right and who's wrong or, or things like that? No, we're, we're pretty cohesive. It's okay. more of a, 
when you get out on the road, you're in a you're in a van, and we're used to spending our time together. But when you're in a van, you're with you know, in our case, two other guys, and it's like everyone kind of becomes uh, a family at that point. And it's just more of like you know, finding our way to still be you know, husband and wife in terms of like uh, our our normal routines uh, when we're at home, and still feeling like we're you know a couple on the road, but we're also bandmates on the road. Yeah. And there's got to be that separation in terms of like, you can't just be like, okay, now we're not a couple. Now we're just we're the man. You know, like, yeah. man, now we're just, the, now we're just bandmates. Like, all right, well, you're going to be divorced in three months. If that's <laughs> no, but like, apart from that, we've, we've been like pretty lucky with seeing eye to eye or like, if we're not on the same page at first, like we kind of find that middle page somewhere as far as like just like band business goes um yeah we don't really argue a lot on that on that that's good that's point. good i assume you know, so knock on wood. yeah i mean like i said you make it through that first year you're golden um but i guess you as a band like the four of you are, are the four total right yeah four i guess you guys are pretty uh on the same page as well because i can only imagine like the other two members um you know they, they look at you guys as like a, a unit and um they can't they can't break you guys up like of course you're going to take each other's side you i know mean what I'm saying? sometimes not all the time i mean <laughs> we've been on opposing sides but like yeah. you know we can talk about it like that's good rationally and like yeah good. i mean there's always Take been a, the there's always been a thing in our band where if you have a problem you just sit everyone down and you tell them you know yeah. you don't you don't everyone's very back, open it's so good we've always had uh you know we've had a few big band meetings where it's like most bands it would be an argument and for us it's like just a discussion you know like it doesn't no one ever yells at each other it's just like uh, this is how i'm feeling this is, you know, what I need to get off my chest. And I think the fact that we do that and don't hold things in is kind of a testament to why we've been together, you know, so long and why we have this group of people in this band, right? Yeah, now. like if one of them's going to be an asshole and you'll be like, you're being kind of an asshole, dude. And then they'll be like, yeah, I know. You know, it's <laughs> we're, we're very open. It's, it's very much like a, a, a really good friendship, really good relationship, family type situation. So we just kind of like, everything out there cool well you guys make it sound easy so that's good <laughs> i don't know if it's easy but <laughs> well it sounds easy you make it sound easy so. for now. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave it at that we won't we won't dig much further into your uh, <laughs> we got a good family going that's good, that's good. Like, you, you get the right people it makes it easier you know if you're, yeah. if you're in a band with the wrong people you're gonna know pretty quick and you're gonna have a lot of fights so we're yeah. we're lucky in that regard yeah so i mean Cold Kingdom. Who is Cold Kingdom? How did it start? Um, you know, what are you guys all about? Uh, Cold Kingdom was kind of uh, uh, like a side project that I wanted to do. It was I call it a side project? I didn't have anything else going on. It was just uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. together. I like that. And uh, my producer from my my previous band uh, came to me. And he was like, "That's oh, probably time to start recording some stuff." And it was literally just the songs that I had. And I, there was no one else. It was just me and him. And so that's why I call it a side project. Cause I wasn't intending to make a band. I was, I kind of wanted to do like a thing where 
you know, you get some good musicians throw down and maybe do like a rotating vocalist kind of guest thing and just put out some digital albums and, you know, just kind of as like a thing for fun online. And then uh, our original singer, Danny, was someone that our producer knew through a friend and I kind of contacted um, the drummer from my previous band and we kind of made this original release that ended up getting us to more auditions for a full band. And it was kind of like one day I walked in and I, uh, after our original two songs, I had given out, you know, a couple more demos to work on. And we kind of sat down and went, I guess we're making a band, aren't we? And I was like, well, shit, I guess we are. So that's kind of what it turned into. And then over the course of time, uh, our original singer ended up leaving and wanting to spend more time, you know, at home and not on the road and things like that. And um, now we're... And that's when I came into the mix a little bit. They um, started looking for a new singer. And it was actually kind of funny the way it happened. Um, So my family, my family's really big on like karaoke and that kind of thing. So one night in April of like 2018, I think it was, um my family and I we all went out to karaoke at this like random like dive bar which Jason our bass player our now bass player um he worked there and there's karaoke there and like I got up and sang and um you know went home didn't think anything of it the next day he reached out to me and was like hey like how are things going with you and I was in a band at the time um he's like how are things going with you and you know the band that you're in right now and I was like, yeah, like, great. Like, we're recording an album. We're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And um, I was like, I'm so happy to, like, see and hear that things are going so great for you guys. Like, I I had always been a huge fan of them. And then he's like, actually, like, our singer, we're parting ways. And, <laughs> like, I wanted to know if you were interested. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, freaking out because they were one of my favorite bands. Um, and then, yeah, we just kind of started hanging out and they'd asked me to be in the band a couple times. I originally said no, cause I was trying to focus on my own stuff. And, um, so then they asked me to put some vocals down on some songs just to kind of put some vocals to it and see how it could sound so they could audition other singers. And we just kind of, it was a trick. Was a they trick. tricked me because they knew that once I started singing those songs, they were like, oh, will you come to the practice space and sing some of the old songs just just for shits and giggles and whatever. <laughs> and then, yeah, so now here I am, four years later, the yeah, singer. And now we're married. <laughs> and now we're married. <laughs> so, so was the original singer female? Yes. yes. Okay, I wasn't sure if like a, you guys kind of just uh, switched the front front duties. Um, and did you guys know each other prior to you joining the band? Like, kind of, kind of? but okay. like, like, knew of each other, because um, I was in a, another um, pretty prominent, like, female band in the area. We weren't doing as much, like, as far as, like, touring and stuff, but I think they all knew of me. I knew of them. Like, Cold Kingdom was my one of my favorite bands, like, not even, like, on a local basis, just, like, one of my favorite bands um, before I joined them, and... Um, so we all kind of like went to each other's shows and stuff. And um, so we knew of each other, didn't like maybe have like personal relationships at that time. But, but yeah, we definitely knew each other existed. Yeah. We weren't hanging out, but yeah. <laughs> and then you were forced to hang out and you fell in love and happily ever after. Right. 
that's a yeah, pretty, that's pretty much. How it's going so far, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here so, we are. Sounds like a Disney movie. Yeah, it's the best. I thing love ever. Disney. It's my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I just got back from Disney about a month ago. Oh. Disney World or Disneyland? Disney World. Okay, yeah. correct answer. <laughs> oh, I love it. about to become a Disney World. Oh, podcast. seriously, I I love Disney so much. I for my adult life, well, I never really went there as a child, but as an adult, I've gone there like. 13 times probably like every year for 15 years pretty much I'm so fascinated by the like the adult that finds um uh joy in disney i'm not i'm not i'm not making fun of it i'm it just for me yeah, like, we'll be fighting and then i'll just like close no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> well, we went with my my kids four and a half years old so um and we were supposed to go two years ago but i think it actually worked out well because at two years old my wife keeps saying hey, well he would have been free which is which is great and all, but he would not have remembered or had as much fun as he did at, at four and a half. Yeah. Uh, but it's far from a vacation. Um, you know, everyone says that. Uh, oh, I need a vacation from my vacation, but that should be reserved for those who go to Disney with children. Because <laughs> go, there, go there just like as an adult, like you and your wife. I kids. promise you, and get the get the uh, the food package, like the dining package with drinks. Yeah. Like it's just. See, <laughs> I, I, you, you can't tell at all but uh my body although not made for a beach is a beach guy i'm a beach guy i like laying on the beach relaxing or maybe just a pool having some drinks i'm not my wife had us up and at the parks between 7 a.m and 8 a.m every day oh shit. um yeah we were we were there early um we were there for five days and I don't know how she did it because she is, she's currently seven and a half months pregnant. So she at the time was like six and a half months. Oh, thank you. Um, but she was like doing better than all of us. Uh, I don't know how she was able to to push on being pregnant. It's but magic. That's what it, it is. is. Disney magic, man. Yeah, that's, my, <laughs> that's what it is. Disney magic. Yeah. Fairy dust, man. I tell you. <laughs> I mean, we went on a cruise, a Royal Caribbean cruise for our honeymoon, and like the relaxation of just like, especially we we made a stop in Jamaica. We no, we didn't. Or, uh, Bahamas. Sorry, I get him confused. He's never been on a cruise. Like, like this was his first cruise, but somehow he's like mistaking the Bahamas with Jamaica. He never even been to Jamaica. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wrong. You're wrong. Bahamas, um, and then they had the private island for for Royal Caribbean, and it was yeah. just like you have the drink package. You go on the private island for Royal Caribbean. All the drinks are free because you have the drink package, so it extends out there, and it's just like swim up bars and beaches and. Uh, that's that's my kind of vacation. I prefer the hustle and bustle of Disney. There was a moment where <laughs> I was laying under an umbrella on a beach chair, and the breeze was coming in from the ocean. There's a storm off in the distance, and the air was the exact same temperature as my body, and I didn't know where my body ended. <laughs> and, the, and the world began, and I literally thought to myself, this is the most relaxed I, I have ever been or will ever be. Yeah, that's my kind of vacation too. I'm not, uh, but I have kids now, so it's not. That's not going to happen for I don't know how long. <laughs> but yeah, right. there's a, a certain joy of seeing them happy. So child, yeah. we'll babysit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop in Minneapolis. All right. Yeah, <laughs> Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's on, it's on the way. We're, yeah. We we were just almost out 
to Pennsylvania. It can great. We're in Ohio. You're in Ohio, but we had some people come from Pennsylvania to see us at a show in Ohio. That's cool. Close it actually is. How how far this way have you gotten? Akron, Ohio. That's the furthest. Yeah. So we had we had some people from a band, uh, Eden on Fire. They uh, came out. They're from Erie, Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. All right. But yeah, they came out to Akron. So. Okay. Well, you'll have to come out. I mean, on the East Coast, because I feel like your music um, is very similar to like that of Breaking Benjamin, who are from uh, my area. Or I shouldn't say it's oh, not mine. Yeah, but... I love Breaking Ben. <laughs> yeah, I actually had uh, Aaron uh, Brock, the bass player, on this uh, show before. He's a good friend of mine. Um, That's awesome. I had Aaron Fink, the former guitar player, on before. Um, both great guys. Uh, and a great band. I mean, they were playing local clubs here in our in our my area for I don't know when that was probably like early two thousand, maybe late nineties. But um, yeah, come on over. This area, this side of the the country, loves you know music like yours. Yeah, and that's the thing oh, is yeah. we, we've always we've kind of just through happenstance had to do either Midwest or we'll go down like Texas, then West Coast, and then up to Washington and then back. And it's always just kind of been the circumstances of what we're doing at the time or like um, the last two week tour that we did was kind of down with a band from Nashville area, I believe, I think they're from. Uh, but we, so we kind of made a, a bit of a route down to Clarksville, Tennessee. We kind of did Midwest and came back up. So every everything any band has ever told us is just go east. All of the cities are like just a few hours apart. You can get to so many cities in such a little amount of time, but we're always stuck going like, well, we'll drive to Texas and seven hours between each city. And then, and then of course we go to Florida and we couldn't like find anything. Yeah. That's, that <laughs> Cause was it was tough. just, it was kind of late notice, but, <laughs> but yeah, that's definitely on our list for uh, tours is just finally getting out to the new England area and, exploring literally every city out there yeah you gotta do it new york philly um what else what, what are some other good boston, stops boston uh, yeah yeah uh, love to get up uh, on the east coast a little more farthest north i've been on the east coast has been charleston so okay yeah. we got some work to do and i said like i mean um it's in the vein of uh, breaking Ben. obviously you know you have a female fronted band um but like, what 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 is Cold Kingdom like? If if someone's like, I'm asking you right now, what what are you guys? What is your sound? Um, I know what I think it sounds like, but maybe you can say it better. Uh, as a whole, it's it's tough to say because we all have very different um, influences. Okay, uh, it's kind of a uh, I don't know, it's like a for me, it's classic guitar mixed with uh, modern heavy with uh, oh, heavy female vocals. She's a huge Lacey Sturm fan and Hailstorm. I was, was going to say that too, yes. Evanescence for sure. I yes. grew up on things like Boston and Metallica and, uh, you know, Guns N' Roses and then grew into, you know, in the in my high school days, like, you know, Breaking Benjamin and uh, Hailstorm at the time and, um yeah, it was 
kind of a transition for me going from like learning all these classic hard rock metal songs into like all of this new shit hits so much harder and kind of like transitioning into that. And I feel like my style uh, musically for songwriting and guitar playing at some point got stuck in the middle there. And it's just kind of like shit that uh, feels good to me in terms of like, doesn't need to always be, you know, super tragic or super, um, uh, I, I, I never go full metal and I never go full like, so, so I, it's it's somewhere in in the middle for me. But. That sounds like like a a description of a porno. <laughs> never go full soft. <laughs> never, never go full metal. <laughs> oh my god! Is that inappropriate? Should I not have said that? Never go full soft. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get the job done. My face uh, red. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for me, like, I'll I'll just go a little more simple word, like we're just hard rock with a female vocal that is unapologetic. I don't know. I mean, for me, um, I was trained in like, I did like musical theater and a lot like, like choir and that kind of thing. So, um, I'm trained that way vocally, but then like the grit kind of came after. So it's just very, it, it really is a mix between like Evanescence and uh, Hailstorm Flyleaf as far as like a vocal goes. Um, but I all... also like lyrics and the, like lyrics and the vocal melody that is very, very important to the band. Like just every, every song, yes, we're hard rock, but like every song really, really has a meaning and like this heartfelt message behind it. So I think that's, that's something to be said about our band as well. Well, I think that helps um, bands be relatable. Um, I just, uh, I just actually released it today, um, uh, an episode with Scooter Ward from Cold. Yeah, cool. And uh, such a cool guy, and uh, just humble, and just was really focused on writing honest songs. That's so that important. Heard. Yeah, so important. And you said you were trained. Did you, did you take vocal lessons and and? Well, okay, no, not trained. I never like I've I've taken maybe two vocal lessons in my life just to prepare for like something like I auditioned for the voice. And so I took vocal lessons a couple times before that. But like other than that, like I've never been like actually trained trained, but I did musical theater and that kind of stuff. So we had like, you know, choir coaches, vocal coaches, that kind of stuff, um, just to prepare us for for like musical theater things. But other than that, I was never like one-on-one really trained or anything right. like that. So. And did you think that you'd be doing this today when, when you were doing all that? I always dreamed I would be okay. like, so when I was younger, I, I think I, I took guitar lessons one time and like for a semester or something in, in high school or junior high. And my dad really, really wanted me to play guitar and, um, I, I kind of did that for a while and then that kind of dropped off and um, I got into musical theater, but I always, I, I always wrote like had these diaries and notebooks and stuff. I would always write lyrics and always like would fantasize about being in this rock band and whatever. And then um, after I turned like 19 or 20, I kind of got into some cover bands. And so I was like, cool. I'm like, I'm, I'm living my life. I'm doing my thing. Like, 
this is really great. And cause I used to just do karaoke and that kind of thing. And, um, so got into doing cover bands. So I was doing live performances with a real band and then auditioned for my first, like actual, like original band. And that kind of grew into something. And then these guys found me and the rest is kind of history. <laughs> That's awesome. I always like it. It's always cool. And just kind of all just falls into place. Yeah. Mm. Like randomly, weirdly. Yeah. Place, but yeah and i feel like from what you're saying like the the vocals in this band are, are kind of different from anything you've been a part of prior uh it just kind of happens it's the most effortless yeah i mean well so even the band that she was in before she wasn't doing what she's doing now so no we, i always wanted to go like like yeah harder rock and like full hard yeah well, yeah. because the band that I was in before, um, so I, I, I formed this band. It, there were these twins that I was um, acquainted with. They were in probably like, I don't know what, 10, 15 years ago. They were in probably one of the hardest rock female fronted bands in our area. And that kind of fell apart. And they moved on and then once they got to me they 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 didn't really want to do the hard rock thing anymore they were a little more pop oriented yeah, yeah. like soft rock um but i really wanted to do the hard rock stuff so then once i joined up with these guys it was just like oh this is this is what's supposed to happen like this is where i want to be <laughs> there you go that's perfect yeah that's perfect yeah. well now we're married and <laughs> <laughs> circle back <laughs> make this shit up can't make this up yeah. Yeah. What, a, what a world what a what a, what a story just, I, I like throwing caution to the wind and just like not trying to plan things out because then eventually you find a way down a path that you never thought you'd go down and then you, end you up get really screwed over you know one of the two yeah. <laughs> 50 well, 50 I, chance. I was going to say you end up married to the love of your life. Maybe that's what uh, that's, that's ahead of you. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. These are the words uh, of like someone that's never crossed. been effed over before. <laughs> so is a chance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't sound it's like a too nice of a guy to get effed over. I try. It'll be all right. He's the best. There you go. There you go. So you have a few albums out. Um, You came in uh, to the full, you said 2018? Yeah. Yeah. So are you on um, the Into the Black Sky? That's me. That was my debut as a singer. Okay. And that was released in 2019. and then uh, you put out a single, I think, earlier this year uh, called Criminal with um, Ashes of New. Does Danny from that band, right? Uh, Danny, Danny Case. Case. Danny Case from, uh, from Ashes to New. And uh, we got a music video for that as well back in February. And currently it's uh, on the media base Active Rock charts. It's number 46 on their on their charts right now so we're still pushing that and uh continuing to put out new music at the same time so right 
And then you follow that up with another release recently called Agony. Yes. And you also have a music video for that. Yep. So we released that uh, a couple Fridays ago. Um, Yeah, that was our newest music video. Uh, Agony is the second single, and uh, we just got the master done for our third single as well. So we're going to be hoping to release that here in the next uh, couple months and and keep things rolling. With the music video. With the music video again or uh so thing about this project right now that we're working on is we've never done more than two music videos really for uh you know a debut release um so yeah. we're we're really pushing hard to make content that uh keeps people interested and really grabs their attention every time we put down a new uh, a new single and uh you know, we do, the thing is bands don't want to put out a 10 song album and people only hear the singles and don't listen to the rest of it. So we're making a, a pretty concentrated effort to get everyone to actually hear every song on this album as we're, you know, coming out with them so that it's more of every song kind of gets their moment to shine. And uh, yeah, Criminal and Agony are the first two. So. so will you eventually put out a full album after you do a few of the singles? Yeah, so we should yes. have the uh, entire album out, hopefully, October. Uh, yeah, sometime this fall. So okay. a lot of singles and uh, and full length sometime this fall. Yeah. How do you feel about these? You know, you mentioned you know the content and, and putting it out and all these singles, I and mean, that's how kind of you know bands like live by now. It's putting out singles every six weeks or so, um, and then some some bands don't even put out the the full length; they'll just keep doing the singles. Um, and we talked earlier when we first started about, you know, algorithms and, and, uh, digital marketing, like, do you enjoy the the singles and doing it that way? Do you find it difficult? How does that all play into, you know, your strategy as far as a band goes and trying to get your name out there? Because it's so saturated, it's oversaturated, right? I mean, it's as great as these music platforms are, you have Spotify and Apple and Google and all those, those things that, that are out there like everyone could put their music out there. Like I'm an idiot and I have a podcast on these platforms. Like any bozo can do it. Like, so I'll go back to the start of my question. I'm sorry for making it so long, but like, how do you, how do you like kind of navigate all of it? It's Uh, kind of what you have to do nowadays just to keep everybody's attention. Cause like there are so many bands and so many artists that are putting things out there. So it actually is beneficial for us to just like keep putting things out there every, every month or month and a half. It, so, I mean, I, I think it's beneficial and I, yeah, kind of what you have to do at this point. As a songwriter, it definitely feels better to do it kind of like one song at a time because, you know, you, a song doesn't make, you know, an album or a collection of 10 songs without being better than another song that didn't make the cut, you know? So when you actually put these songs out, you want to make sure that people actually hear it and like that you get to do it. Uh, it's, it's justice when you put it out. There were, t- you know, like probably a good handful of songs on our last album, Into the Black Sky, where we did A New Disaster, uh, which was the lead single, and then we put the album out. And I was like, okay, well, now after the album's out, uh, we're going to do uh, a lyric video 
and we're going to try to do another video, which we came out with uh, almost a year after the album had already been out. And then you start thinking about, well, these are two other songs here that we want to do music videos for. And it starts to be like, well, now we're so far down the line of the album being out that people don't care about those songs anymore. They're yeah, like their out, attention you know. span is just like, right. everybody's attention span is so short. So just like continuously putting out that content and, um, you know, not like putting out the full album and then being like, here, this is a song you've already heard how many ever times and like, we're going to give you a video for this now. Like it just, you just got to keep it exciting for, for your fan base and, and for the viewers, audience. And for us. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that's kind of cool too. Cause like a lot We're of bands, <laughs> a lot of bands I talk to, like they, they almost treat like the video uh, release and the song as if that was the album. They make a big deal out of those releases yeah, and you're right. You know, a world we live in today is, you know, we constantly, as people, we need something new and something new to consume. And, um, we we'll, we want updates from our favorite musicians or favorite comedians or whatever it might be. Yeah. But I did just talk to a band last week. They are putting out a 15 song album. Yeah. 15 songs. I can't. I couldn't that. Wow. That's wow. Yeah. It was, you know, pandemic related, obviously. I mean, they had two years <laughs> to, and I started with oh, four. Yeah. <laughs> Their band name is stay loud. Uh, that's like a, I don't want to call them pop punk. I mean, this, this new album is kind of like a, a bunch of different uh i don't say different genres but uh they took some risks and some chances on it but um maybe punk rock is a better term to use but uh yeah 15 songs i couldn't believe it and yeah that's i mean alter bridge will come out with 14 songs except their songs will be you know anywhere from four to six minutes and even i'm a huge alter bridge fan but i'll get to that 12th song and be like all right, come on now. <laughs> but, are you are you also a Creed fan? Uh, no. Come on. Um, this, I, was, I, this was going I, so well. I, I appreciate Creed. Um, I appreciate what Creed did, but there are Creed, open the door for Alter <laughs> Well, they had good songs, and then open the door for Alter Bridge. But the whole like trying to come back and revive it, and like they put out a new album. Uh, must be like six or seven years ago so i guess it's not that new but like that part i'm just kind of like just let it be what it was you know like if there was some good hits on there and i'm i'm i've moved on i i mean i'm way happier with alter bridge i've i've never <laughs> been a nirvana fan that much and i love food fighters so it's kind of a similar situation there but yeah all right nickelback I've seen Nickelback. Nickelback. I, just, I mean, they put on. They a, have catchy ass songs. Like, don't yeah. yeah. His voice does. There's some frequency in his voice, though. That just like after a certain amount of time, I just I can't I can't hear that frequency anymore. And I need I don't know. It's just something with the way he <laughs> sings. But like, uh, I remember they came out with um, what was the really heavy single they came out with on their last album? Photograph. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how dare you? I love that song. I love that song. Um, don't make uh, this go south. Something about war. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah, I, yeah. Like really Sorry, heavy. I just have to make a smart ass comment. I know it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> really, like, 
this, but this song was like years and years of like everyone making fun of Nickelback all the time, and they came out with like a really heavy lead single, and like everyone that was saying shit, songs, they, like, like they turned around, they're like, oh wow, Nickelback gaining my respect right now, and I was like, guys, this is they've been doing heavy shit for longer than any of you guys remember like are you just ignoring all of that shit too like yeah was it it's on the memes and was yeah. it feed the machine yeah it was feed the machine yeah, great the song came out. people were like oh yeah they're finally getting heavy i'm like this isn't even heavier than the shit yeah, they put out already like <laughs> well i think what happened was they put out like you know there was photograph in that album which was i think great but like the albums after that were real bad like in my opinion, for what whatever it's worth, they were bad. They were like I don't know. They were just they were soft. They were it just wasn't good. And then they came back with that one like three albums later, and I feel like it was like okay, people forgot like of the good stuff in the past. They remember the soft stuff and the the, the shitty songs, and then they came back with that. So I think that's where that came from. Like I remember like side of a bullet, you know, like that was yeah. a heavy song. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, but oh, yeah. just it's the internet. It's the internet. You do whatever the fuck you want. That's ex- so. That's that's what I, I remember. I'm like, I, yeah, they do heavy shit. So yeah, uh, people just forget about that or didn't yeah. even know. Apparently. Yeah. Well, you guys have also opened up for uh, uh, some pretty big names. Um, from what I uh, saw in your bio, you have uh, bands like Chevelle, Papa Roach, Buck Cherry, Puddle of Mud, Nine Point. Um, yeah. Are there any of those that really stand out to you that? was like wow that was like you know amazing well we've been very fortunate um you you do yours first (laughs) we played a festival called moondance jam a couple years ago um before covid and the biggest headlining band on that well the headlining band was leonard skinnard like not saying I'm like a huge fan. Like every, I, I think everyone's just like automatically like a grandfathered like fan of that band because it's Leonard Skinner. It's a very big band. Um, the most memorable thing they <laughs> they forgot fans like like fans for like not like fans. not like people fans like the right. so like fans like stage blowing fans, fans yes. So yeah yeah to keep you cool. Um, so they borrowed our fans. And um, yeah, me and uh, our drummer, Chris, we went out after like the show was all done, but like the Leonard Skinner fans, they were still like in in the uh, like crowd or whatever. So like him and I went out there to go like retrieve our fans, but like we're still out there and we're like, this is the biggest crowd we've ever seen. Like, <laughs> so that, that was kind of a cool experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. That was, yeah. Um- that was definitely a fun one. Uh, yeah. we, we did the outdoor show. So we played with Buckcherry a couple times, but the last time was an outdoor show in Wisconsin with that Elias. No, not no. Uh, who was it? Who but, or, no. Wait, Hinder, Hinder. Hinder. It was a Hinder and Buckcherry show, and we opened the stage. And uh, yeah, that was a really awesome like outdoor show that kind of like timing-wise was when things were starting to open up more during covid because during covid like i i started thinking we might not get to ever do a show like that again and so to be able to get to that point where we're you know on that stage 
you know, we had played our set and now we're watching them do their thing. Like side like, stage. Know, like that was thousands cool. of people. And that was like, you know, they had the inner um, kind of festival ground area for the people that were okay with being there. And then on the outside, you could have, uh, there was all this uh, parking. So you could drive your car in and you could park there and watch it from your car. Like people had like campers set up. People were like laying on the hood of their car watching. Like it was awesome just to look out and see just tons of people and like all these cars with people just like mm -hmm. celebrating, like finally being back to, you know, being at a rock show after, you know, months and months of no bands being playing anywhere. Yeah. So that was a really fun one. Um, and then we, we had done, uh, we've done a, a show or uh, we did a tour with Shinedown on the West Coast. Um, we've done uh, Papa Roach and Chevelle at one of the larger uh, venues here in, in the Twin Cities. And we've just been very lucky to have good connections with our local um, radio stations and uh, venue owners and promoters and be able to get on things like that, that really make dreams come true for us, you know, like bucket list shows and bands that we never could have imagined that we'd be on stages with. Yeah. I was going to ask you how you got set up with the, those shows. It was it's just kind of networking. Yeah. We've never really had a, a booking agent for more than, you know, like a few months. It's literally well, our, our bass players basically done all of our booking. Jason, yeah, our, our he's our been amazing. Band, yeah. He, he worked as a booking agent for a short time with a, an actual uh, company and he's done literally all of our networking in, in terms of like shows getting booked. And it's just and, in like reaching out to people and yeah, it's just number one, be a good band. Number two, believe in your product. Number three, be a good human being and make, make connections with people that you want to uh, have connections with and treat them well. Yeah. Right. And if you can open up for anybody, who would it be? Lazy Storm or Hailstorm. <laughs> the, the, oh, or, nice. or, or actually like Alanis Morissette. If you are looking for an opening band for July, whatever you're playing here, 25th. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Evanescence, but yeah, Alanis Morissette. That'd be a good one for you. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> Lazy Storm, Hailstorm, Evanescence, Alanis Morissette. Those are like my top ones, female, female fronted ones. Um, Mine would be Alter Bridge, or honestly, I would definitely love to go out with Shine Down again because those are some of the nicest dudes. Not only the band, but the crew as well are just like the nicest people in rock. You can't even believe how nice they are, and like they'll come into our dressing room and be like, "You guys got everything you need. Do you need anything from us? Like, we'll bring you some some extra waters that or something." Awesome. Like that. It's like, wow, you guys are awesome. That's sweet. I'd also say Breaking Ben, like they're they're a really great one. Yeah, that'd be a really good one. Or Foo Fighters. Yeah. I mean, Breaking Ben makes sense. I'm yeah. worried about Foo Fighters. I'm worried about the future of Foo Fighters. Dave Grohl. Yeah. I'm worried about Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. Yeah. <sighs> Shit, man. Yeah, what a what a heartbreaking uh, loss that was. Yeah. We we were playing a show that night and or we like we were all backstage get it like like literally like a minute or two like before we were gonna go on and our drummer just comes back and tells us the news and we're like Fuck. like one of our fans 
saw it on on social media and stuff so she told him and then he came back and told all of us and we're just like how are we supposed to like play a show now in like two seconds and our drummer walks out onto stage with the sharpie and writes for taylor on his drum head and we're just like okay let's get let's just like get ourselves together and 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 do this and yeah it was it was pretty tough it was pretty hard hard to swallow but yeah and then the next day we played a sold out crowd in omaha nebraska and we um so we we had recently done a cover of times like these and like put out like kind of like a a put together music video of just like some memories of the band and you know our fun band, time yeah, not, like not you know our, our yeah band. our band like before before taylor had passed and um so we did that cover at that next night's show and that was that was pretty cool to just like have the whole crowd kind of join in singing that song it was it was really good sense of community and um yeah do you think they stuff. continue <sighs> i feel like they'd have to get a, like a big like high profile drummer to like fill i don't know show. just like dave's heart i don't know i, know. I don't know yeah, I mean, I really don't know. It's it's hard to say. Dave is, you know, more connected to that guy than you know, as anyone a, since you know Kurt Cobain. Yeah, and as a drummer, he lost his singer, and then as a yeah. singer, he loses his drummer. Like what? I don't know. I think Dave Grohl goes on in some capacity. I don't know if Foo Fighters is going to go on. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. which um, is yeah, that sucks. Yeah, it's like I said. I just don't. I don't think it could. You know. They would just fill that seat with anybody. It would have to be like, no. I don't, I don't know who who you're replacing with, but it had to be like a well-known, like almost like a tribute. Yeah. Every show, yeah. You know? yeah, somebody that means a lot to Dave Grohl and the band and you know, a Taylor. Like, be, yeah, yeah, it's, it's got to be someone that you know, like when the Rev died for Avenged Sevenfold, they got the Rev's idol Mike Portnoy to fill in for you know the album, the next album in the tour, and like that made sense because you know it's someone that the rev uh, idolized and you kind of have to do the same thing in this situation where it's like you can't just like find a really good drummer and just throw them in there and be like all right we're still the fighters yeah, you no. know it's got to definitely be a, a tribute of some sort and maybe even like a rotating sort of yes yeah. drummer thing but yeah i guess we'll see time will tell yeah yeah we'll but. see I'm hoping that I have not seen my last Foo Fighters show. Yeah, we were supposed to go to the Foo Fighters show. They were coming here in August. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, you know, they're not anymore. So. Yeah. But you guys had mentioned uh, COVID and being worried about not playing. I mean, how did uh, – I don't want to talk too much about COVID. I feel like, you know, it's been two and a half years of, of that shit. But obviously, it's had a big impact on everyone. Um. You know, were you guys did you were you guys like freaked out about COVID? Did you guys like kind of lock down? Were you, you know, okay to move about, you know, being around each other? Like how did that work out for you guys? Well, uh, we were kind of in a situation where uh with our day jobs, um, we weren't like, well, at least I was back to work immediately. <laughs> I work, I'm a brewer and I closed down. No way. Yeah, that's I closed awesome. For seven days, at, right. if if that like it was like a Thursday, Friday, 
like my boss had called me and been like, all right, we're closing down for a little bit. We don't know when we're coming back. It's super sad, you know. Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday, he calls me. He's like, all right, so we're kind of picking up things again and we need you in tomorrow. And it's just literally back into it because, you know, beer is essential. Right. <laughs> you know, we're deemed essential. So, and, and literally, we started doing crawlers that day and we'd never done them before and we were selling two to three thousand a week out of the tap room just like people taking them to go and um yeah it was it was definitely a, a big change in in that regard um for our work lives but as far as us being around each other and like our daily life everyone's always talking about like the whole like being stuck at home all the time and we didn't experience any of that our bass player was a server well yeah he was, at the time he was a, a server and he you know wasn't serving he got paid you know by the government on a weekly basis to go ride his bike around in the parks and enjoy the weather and like more than more than i was making at the time and i was just like <laughs> <"You> bastard <laughs> i mean and it definitely affected us like as a band like we weren't playing shows like and for us like that's the biggest way to get like in front of new people and, and and get our music out there so like it it really sucked not being able to play shows and like all these plans so basically right before covid happened in february of 2020 we went out on tour with another lost year and like we went on this two week tour in February and then we were going to come back for a little bit. And we had all these plans of like going on tours throughout that whole year of 2020. And that all just got freaking, you know, whatever, like yeah. that went out the window. Um, so like all these plans of grandeur and like yep. these, these ideas that we had in our heads, like, yeah everything just tours, yeah. went out the freaking window and um you know we obviously didn't get to see each other as much and like him and i lived together and um so we were lucky with that like when it came to writing but like when it came to writing which is what we were doing to get ready for obviously this like next album cycle um sometimes i mean and we've talked about this a lot he's talked about it a lot where it was really hard to find like inspiration for songs and that kind of thing and um you know a lot of bands really drew inspiration from covid and and were able just to get together and write and write and write but for us it was a little harder um but then once inspiration hit like obviously we ran with it and now we have this new album almost coming out but um yeah covid yeah. most people assume <laughs> most people assume if you're in a band and you're not playing shows that it's like oh great so you've got all this time to record a new album right it's like well if you want the songs try. to be really shitty and not very good because there's nothing to write about like there's no inspiration from anything because you're not out doing anything and experiencing anything so you know like i could sit at home and tool around with my guitar and look at a screen and be like all right time to piece something together but and it's just easy to get into real. that slump when you're like literally not doing anything yeah. every single day that was my biggest concern about uh you know bands just not being able to perform because that's part of like this outlet that you know was taken from so many of you yeah uh, so yeah yeah there's but, definitely an energy that you take home from those like 
even just like one-off weekend shows, you come back feeling energized and being like, what would be an awesome song that we could play live? You know, in that scenario, again, you kind of gets your brain going like, what's the next song going to be? And what am I writing next? Yeah, we, we tried to really keep up with things and like do um, like online, uh, like live, like acoustic things and that kind of thing. So we we really did try to keep up on that, that kind of stuff. But like there's just a, like a certain inspiration that you draw from being a live band in front of fans and in front of people. Like there's just that certain energy that was missing like during that time for sure. Yeah, and I think it gets or it gives you an opportunity to work on songs too, and see how the the audience responds to them. You know, if you play the song that like no one even like really gets a you know a good vibe with, you can be like, all right, we'll scrap that or we'll change it or whatever it might be. Yeah, absolutely. You're not, not going to have that. So, did you guys now were you able to stay COVID free? Yeah. Yeah. As, as far as I know, I've never had COVID. So good for you. Yeah, it's been, me either. I know people that have had it three or four times, so it's kind of amazing to me that I like I've I've hugged people with COVID, so has she, and like found out after the fact, still didn't get it. You know, yeah. like I literally I got a cough the other day, did an at home COVID test yesterday. COVID. Yeah, so <laughs> I, like, I, I, and I mean not to like out our base player, but um, so we went down to. Daytona a couple weeks ago and no you were groaning shit <laughs> whatever anyways I'm gonna out him um on our way down to Daytona so we're like already been in the car for like 20 something hours together like his he found out his wife had COVID luckily they hadn't had like a whole lot of contact because obviously we we're driving down to Daytona um so we were lucky enough like we tested when we got you know when we were able to um and we all tested negative but yeah it's just yeah that would have sucked being in in a van with someone who's got COVID and just literally it's like oh what do you do you can't do anything sharing the same air yeah yeah I brought up I brought it back from Disney with me from Disney oh yeah (laughs) I know right yeah and I'll tell you what, I mean, I had a very mild case. I wouldn't have even t- have tested if we we weren't traveling. And then we were just going to go see my wife's parents who are in their mid seventies, not in great health. So we just figured, all right, well, we've been, we've been traveling, you know, we'll just test um, just in case and Absolutely. came back positive. And I was like, I, I mean, I had like allergy, like symptoms and I have allergies. So I was like, I, I would never would have tested if we weren't going to see my in-laws. Yeah, wow. uh, it's, it's thankfully crazy. a yeah. lot of what I hear nowadays is like people don't really have the serious symptoms the way that they used to. Like my dad, literally, he's a he's a Scotch fan, and the way that he knew he had COVID is he got a little congested, you know, picked up the Scotch, took a sip of it, couldn't it taste a sad. damn thing. He's like, "All right, guess I got it. I'm gonna get tested." And he had it like he couldn't taste anything except for salt. Uh, like he would eat, you know, a piece of fruit and taste salt. And it was weird. two or three months of that. So luckily it went away, but yeah, my best friend had it and she couldn't taste or smell for like months, even after like, it just, it, COVID's weird. It's crazy. Well, here's something for you. So um, I'm at work. This probably started last week and I, I smell cigarette smoke. 
And I thought maybe, you know, um, you know, where the, the area is where people take their breaks. I, I thought maybe a door had been opened and maybe the, the breeze blew down the hallway and up into my corner of the, the, uh, the building. And uh, there was times I got up and looked and then, yeah, sure, she had the doors open, but there was times I kept smelling it and the door wasn't open. So I'm like, that's strange. Maybe, but maybe it's like, it's coming through the vents somewhere. I don't know, but I'm losing my mind. I'm going crazy. I'm having people in the office saying, I'm saying, sit in my chair. Do you smell cigarette smoke? They're like, no. I'm like, God, I'm like, am I going to sit here at work and like die from secondhand smoke? Like, like, what's going on here? Right. So then I get home. It was like last night and I'm, I'm at home and I'm, I smell, I'm in, I'm in my house. I don't smoke. My wife doesn't smoke. Um, I'm in my house and I'm, I smell cigarette smoke and I'm like, something's going on here. Yep. So I Googled it. It turns out that there are hundreds of thousands of people who are experiencing the same thing who had tested positive for COVID and they're going through this. No. I yeah. heard about, yeah. On the radio, I listened to a, I've never heard that uh, yeah. on the show here. Someone's spouse got COVID and for the next like month or two was like, you smell cigarettes right now? Like cigarette smoke. And all of them on the show were just like kind of talking through it and being like, well, it's, it's got to be a symptom because how else, you know, like none of their family smokes like at home, that's literally crazy. smelling cigarette smoke out of nowhere. And it's, yeah. That's the first I'd heard of that. And now it's uh, wow. one of those confusing random traits. That, what a yeah. shitty side effect. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's just like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, yeah, what? I can't. And, and I, that's why I'm like, you know, you always hear about the the whole, you know, respiratory and this the smelling of of uh, you know, all that kind of stuff with COVID. So I'm like, I bet you something that's going on here with COVID related. And sure, shit, yeah. Why so. can't it ever be something like uh, green beans now taste like marshmallows? You know? Yeah. Why can't I just smell like cotton candy all day or something? Yeah. Exactly. Cigarette smoke of all things. Yeah. Like celery tastes like steak. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I would lose so much weight. That's I know, exactly right? That's what I'm saying. Like, why can't we have a good disease side effect for once? <laughs> oh, bad shit that makes you lose weight. <laughs> the new craze. Everyone's like, getting COVID three. Tapeworm. Tapeworm. Not ringworm. Tapeworm. I don't want to get into tapeworms. So I'll never eat sushi again. <laughs> I just heard about pinworms the other day. Oh no! Did you hear those? I, I I never heard like a friend of mine their their friend's kid had pinworms. I'm like, what is that? And he told me what it was. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's terrible. I don't know what pinworms are, and I don't want to know just by this by the sound of it. What are pinworms? So well, I guess I guess um they they come out your butt. Oh, oh no! Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess like they like what happens like if you. I guess it's kind of from, I don't know if it's from fecal matter or whatever, but like people who like bite their nails and things like that, some kind of like bacterial, I, I don't even I know. Don't yeah, well, don't, don't start. But yeah, so it's like, and then like it, it travels through and then they, they come out your butt. I, I mean, I, I, that's. All right. I really hope that you use the thumbnail of her going like this as the, uh, the thumbnail for the podcast. If you, oh my god, just yeah, just us. Here it is. Very disturbed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, and then it's funny because like he told me that story after I was like 
I was cleaning out my shed and um, I, I don't know how many years, we just bought this house a couple of years ago. So like I was cleaning it out and there had been like um, mouse droppings in it. So like I'm in there sweeping up and I'm you know cleaning up in there and I'm like thinking to myself, Oh my God, I hope I like, not that I bite my nails at all, but I mean, I was like around it. I'm like, Oh my God, what if I, uh, I don't want, I don't want worms coming up my butthole. <laughs> Does anyone want worms coming out of their butthole? I mean, I'm sure. Oh so. God, that's the most I, I, I bet you in this world, there's probably at least one person who's, you know, gets turned on by that. I can guarantee you, I've never said that a sentence. Though. Murderer! I've never had to say that sentence. Only on the Popco project. <laughs> and I, and I, I want worms coming out my butthole. No, I don't want worms <laughs> coming out of my butthole. On, the, <laughs> on that note, I will let you guys go. Um, Sweet. I don't want. I don't want to take up too much of your time tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I love your band. I'm a huge fan. Um, Again, I, when I when I came on here and 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 I'm in disbelief of you guys not being bigger than you are, um, I'm I'm sincere about that. Uh, I think of a bright future for what that's worth. Um, where can people find you on on the internet? On the internet, if you go to coldkingdom.com. Coldkingdom.com has all the links to our Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, any social media that you're looking for, and then our store page as well. You can go to our uh, store tab and buy T-shirts. You can buy hard copies of all our music. We've got hats right now. We've got uh, what else do we have? We have a T-shirt, personalized, um, signed lyric canvases. Oh yeah, request those. And then uh, also on that's the, painstaking for me. Yeah, it takes a while. And then uh, on the front page, you can find uh, our newest music video for Agony and all the links that you need for the lyrics and the music video for uh, criminal as well. So request criminal and agony on your local radio stations. That is very helpful and wonderful yes. for mm-hmm. us. And, um, you know, we're on TikTok now, so that's a thing. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do that. I, I'm, but I'm not, like I, I use that for like, like to, I, I find a lot of humor in that. And uh, I'm not funny. So it's like, I, I don't know how to translate what I do to that platform. We're all just figuring it out, man. So, like, <laughs> like, so I have a page for, for this whole project. And most of it's like my kid or like my wife. Um, so oh, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. We, we should really focus on our dogs more, but you know. We're trying to make it about the music and the band. Right, of course. <laughs> so yeah, TikTok. Uh, we've been doing a lot of reels lately. So if you want to see, you know, the band shenanigans, definitely check us out on the Insta and the, the Facebook and the TikTok. Cool. Well, congrats again on uh, your uh, marriage. <laughs> Thanks. Get get to that get to that year mark. You'll be all right. Oh yeah. I think we'll, we'll see be okay. Ahead. I mean, you're, <laughs> I guess you're kind of considered newlyweds still, right? Yeah, absolutely. But we both know what we signed up for. So I think we'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> we'll be all right. I mean, you'll be all right. But, uh, and get to the East coast. Will you please? Yes. Hell yeah. Get to the East coast. That's a big one for me. And if you're going to do that, hit me up. Oh yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, we'll make a stop. Uh, where are you? Are you by? Uh, are you in uh, Pittsburgh or? Uh, no, it's further, further uh, 
east than that. Um, Scranton, I guess, would be the yes, yes, yes. Like, like the office. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Okay, our new favorite person. <laughs> I was not in the office. Then. He's by Scranton, though. He's by Scranton. Yes, I used to work directly in Scranton. You did? Yeah, yeah. When I was in radio. Yep. That's oh awesome. shit, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah we're, we're office geeks. So. Yeah, I used to drive uh, to the office every day and pass that Scrant welcome to Scranton sign every day. That's, that's awesome. so cool. That's so cool. Geeks. Yeah, and then um, I used to work for like a weekly entertainment newspaper, and it was called The Weekender. And you can find a lot of uh, Weekenders in the show. That's Man. so cool. Yeah, we, I used to uh, mail them out to California, I think it was, wherever they, they've actually filmed it. Um, yeah, so they would have, like, stuff that like existed in our area, like, on the show for real, which was neat. That's so cool. Yeah, so. Well, the podcast so I'm cool. listening to right now is... Office uh, Ladies. Uh, it's, uh, it's Jenna Fisher and uh, Angela, Angela Kinsey. And then mm-hmm. I listened to the one... What was his name again? Brian uh, Baumgartner. Yeah, the guy that plays Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Okay. That whole office thing. Yeah. So yeah, cool. We, <laughs> yeah. Every now and then we have some of those guys uh, and girls come visit, so it's kind of neat. But I, when that first came out, I didn't really get into it. I don't think I was like of the age, or just my my sense of humor may not have been at that right place. So I didn't get into it till after it was already over. Yeah, I think everyone kind of found it later, either later I found it later. in the yeah. run or after, you know, after Netflix, you know, started putting it out. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Cool. Well, Cold <laughs> Kingdom, thank you guys so much. I wish you guys the best of luck and hopefully. Thanks uh, for having us. We appreciate it. Yes. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll see you guys on the interwebs until you guys visit the uh, East Coast. Oh, yeah. All right. See you soon. Sounds Thanks. Good. We'll see you. Yeah.